0: Good morning. (laughs) Great to see you. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. You excited that God brought you through 2022? Yeah, you can uh, praise God for that. Maybe. You can praise God for that. I'm so glad and excited and grateful that God has brought us through 2022 and given us a happy, blessed new year. How many of you are happy Anybody here happy that you made it through? That's awesome, right? Happiness, happiness. What is happiness? What is happy? What does it mean to be happy? Anybody know? Any kids? What, what makes you happy? Everything. Everything. Oh, and then okay. Everything, it says my child. What makes you happy? Everything. Everything. Donuts. Donuts. Family. Family. No fighting. <laughs> Good. Anything else? TV? Sports. Sports makes us happy. Yeah. As long as it's not the Timberwolves, but the, uh, but the other teams. Yeah. I want us to have a happy and blessed new year. Happiness means gladness. Happiness uh, means satisfaction. Happiness means that you're pleased. Happiness means that you're thankful and grateful now I want us to have a happy new year but I want us to have a blessed new year. What does the word blessed mean? I'm not going to ask you to to define that but the word blessed is in the Hebrew the Hebrew word for blessed means To be happy, it literally means happiness. So those people who are wishing you a happy new year are actually offering a blessing on your life. Whether they're religious or not, they're offering you blessings for your new year, happiness in your new year. But happiness or blessedness means a whole lot more than just simply uh, confining it to the word happy. Uh, Blessedness is the state where all children of God should be. All of us who are in Jesus are are guaranteed to be in his kingdom. To Jesus, the word blessed or blessedness uh, means for us to find joy and hope and gladness Regardless of our circumstances, regardless of uh, 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 our situation, regardless of what's in the bank account, regardless of how big our house is or if we even have a house or the car we drive or if we ride the bus, regardless of what's going on around me, I can find joy. I can find peace. I can find hope because I follow Jesus. You see, that's what blessedness actually means, and that's what Jesus wants for each and every one of you this year in 2023. I believe He wants all of us to be blessed and to have a blessed new year. So, how do we do it? <laughs> do we do we just uh, uh, just miraculously, mirror, uh, some miracle, we we fall into being blessed? Well. I believe that there's a word from God for you and for me today, and it's found in the book of Psalms. Psalms. We will start at the first Psalm, Psalm chapter one. So if you have your Bible, would you open it up? Or turn it on on your mobile device. Uh, If you don't have your Bible with you or have access to one, we will also have the scriptures right up on the screen that you can read along with us. I'll be reading from the new international version of the scripture today. Psalm chapter number one. Why are you flipping there? Let me let you know what psalms are. Maybe you never heard of psalms. Uh, Psalms are actually songs. S-O-N-G. These were uh, the, the contemporary hit Christian music that they would play at the church back in the day. Uh, right? the, the, the psalms are, are, are expressions of the hearts of individuals who wrote these psalms. And so you'll find all kinds of emotions throughout the psalms. You'll find joy and excitement. You'll find uh, 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 pain and heartache all in the psalms. You'll find the extent of emotions right here in this book. That's why people love to read the psalms so much. But we'll read right now this psalm. Uh, Verses 1 through 3, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. That person, whatever that person does, whatever they do, prospers. Father, would you meet us in this place today, have your way, and transform our lives in Jesus' name, amen. How do I have a blessed new year? How do I guarantee that I have a happy, blessed new year? Regardless of what's going on around me, how can I make sure that my new year is blessed? I think the formula, the method, the model is written right here in the book of Psalms. I think that God left us a blueprint for our new year to start it off right, that we can always start right here. In the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 1, I think that this is a model for us, Think about this. How can your 2023 be better than your 2022? How can uh, uh, you experience more happiness and gladness in 2023 more than what you experienced in 2022? How can you uh, uh, experience the achievement of your goals Stretch toward your wildest dreams. How can you guarantee some success in growing in your relationship with Jesus in 2023 more so than what you did in 2022? I believe this is all written right here. Look at the formula. Let's examine it. The author of this psalm starts off negative, negative moves into the positive, and then tells us exactly what we should expect if we follow the model. Now, we don't like that, especially as a, in our culture, in our current contemporary culture. We don't like starting off with the negative. We always want somebody to give us the positive. Tell me positive. Make everything positive. Make everything uh, uh, rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. Don't tell me anything negative. Don't tell me what I can't do or shouldn't do. Because we're a culture of people who only want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. And we don't want to experience any consequences. But this psalmist starts off saying, you should avoid doing this. And then you should do this. And if you do that, here's the guarantee. Of what you should expect. So let's examine it. Let's look at it. I believe the first thing that he wants us to do. As we leave 2022. And enter into 2023. Is to stop. Going the wrong way. To stop. Going. The wrong way. Is anything in your life. Going the wrong way. Is anything in your life headed in the wrong direction? Is there anything that you've experienced in your 2022 that you're like, man, I just wish it was different? All of us have that. But he says to put your foot in the sand and to stop. I know that that's harder for some, easier for some, depending on what you're experiencing, what you want to move out of or move in a different direction. But it's important that we know that the word of God tells us to stop. Let me illustrate the point. I was driving in New York. We used to live in New York State. And uh, one day, I had to drop my wife off at the airport. Right, so I, we got in the car, I took the bags, put them in the car, took her to the airport. Now, I had a conversation with one of my coworkers. He told me. Gary, if you want to get back to the office faster, you need to take I-90, Interstate 90, and you'll be right back at the office in no time. Bet, I want to save time. I need to save time. I don't like to waste time. I want things to be over with so I can get to what I want to do, right? So, hey, I'm going to drop my wife off at the airport. I, I get her there. And when I'm leaving, I see the sign for Interstate 90. It's my first time ever going on Interstate 90. I see the sign, and so what do I do? I jump on I-90, and I'm just driving. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be at work in no time. I turn on my old school hip-hop. I was listening to LL Cool J at the time. Some of y'all are just too old. Yeah, thank you. Some of y'all, that might be too old for you. Showing the gray hairs on my head. But I'm jamming to my music, driving across I-90. If you don't know, I-90 in New York stretches east to west. And I'm just riding. And have you ever been driving and realize you're driving? <laughs> you're just driving. Wait a minute, I'm driving. And I look up and all the numbers are going the wrong way on the exits. I say, somebody playing a trick on me. They're messing with me. Like, uh, why are all the numbers going the wrong I look at the clock. I've been driving for 30 minutes. This is supposed to be the quick way to get back to work. I was going in the wrong direction. I was headed west when I should have been headed east. Now, I could have continued going west and made a whole new life for myself in Cleveland. (laughs) I could have ignored all the signs and just said, hey, you know what? What? Sorry, Lakita, um, you just going to have to figure things out when you fly back into Syracuse. No, that wouldn't have been good for our marriage. I'll tell you that right now. So I had to pull over. I had to stop. I had to recognize where I was. I had to be honest with myself. And I had to get off of that highway at the very next exit. Now, the problem with Interstate 90 is that it's a toll road. You got to pay the toll. You got to pay the cost. And so I get off of the highway, I pay the toll, but then in my humility, I've got to get back on this highway because I got to go back the other way. And depending on how long, how many exits you go on I-90, the cost increases. And so I paid one time I had to get back on, travel all that way back, and I had to pay a double toll. Double toll is awful. You see, sometimes when we go in the wrong direction in our lives, there's a price that we have to pay. There's a cost that comes with the wrong direction. There's a cost with going the wrong way. There's there's often a penalty, (laughs) And sometimes when we follow the wrong crowds, when we, when we get involved in the wrong thing, when we make the wrong choices, we have to pay the consequence. But I thank God for Jesus. Because Jesus, watch this, a lot of us look to Jesus to be some kind of genie that's going to come out and just remove us from our situation, and we have no penalties, and we just live life to the fullest. Oh, Jesus just just wipes all of the penalties away. No, 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 no. Jesus is going to allow you to go through some stuff. He's going to allow you to pay the toll when you got to pay the toll because you went the wrong way. I went the wrong way. But he's going to teach you a lesson in the whole thing. He's going to teach you to look at the signs. He's going to teach you the lesson so that you next time you're faced with that thing that you're faced with, you will never make that choice again. And you will go down the right way, down the right path. He has some right paths for you and I to involve in ourselves. in. blessed is the one who stops going in the wrong direction. Blessed is the one. There's an old saying that winners never quit and quitters never win. Y'all heard that before or something similar to that? (laughs) That's a lie. Because watch this. Winners quit all the time. Uh Uh-oh. Winners always quit those things that are holding them back. Winners always quit holding on to stuff that's slowing them down from reaching their goal. Winners always quit those groups and those people who are negative and holding them back from achieving their dream. Winners always quit those things that are not good habits so that they can be in the best shape to get to their final destination, to be their best selves. Winners always quit. And you ought to want to be a winner in your life. You ought to want to be a winner in your following of Jesus. And so there's some things in your life that you got to let go of. There's some things that are holding you down. There's some people that you sometimes you just got to say, hey, I can't spend that much time with you as I used to because I'm trying to go here and you're trying to go there. Does that mean you you disconnect from them completely, that you no longer love them, that you no longer check on them and call? No. It just means that everybody shouldn't be your influence. Everybody shouldn't have a word in your ear that you follow through with. Everybody, you you should choose who you surround yourself with wisely. Because you got to think, I'm trying to go far. I'm trying to reach my goals. I'm trying to reach my dreams that God has put. God gave you dreams for a reason. We should be striving to be our best. And in order to do that, we have to let some stuff go. But watch this. Not only do we need to let some stuff go in the first verse, but then he tells us, not only am I going to give you the negative up front, but then I'm going to give you something positive. I'm going to give you verse number two. He says that the blessed person is the one who meditates on his word day and night. What he wants wants us to do, what the psalmist is trying to say for us is to start going Jesus' way. Start going Jesus' way. Because his way is the right way. His way is the way that is going to help us to achieve what he's got for us in our lives what he's designed us for how he's prepared us and molded us his way should be the standard for the christian i know that that's countercultural right now right because everybody else has their way that they want to do things and sometimes we're like well you know it's not hurting anybody uh, even though it's against god's word but uh you know We make excuses for bad behavior, and God says, no, I want you to do things my way because there's blessedness attached to that. There's goodness attached to that. How do we, he says, we meditate on his word day and night. Now, in order to know Jesus's way. We have to uh, learn Jesus's way. The best, one of the best ways to do that is to read about Jesus's way. Listen, set yourself up with a reading plan. His scripture is filled with wisdom that will bless your life. And you don't have to read, oh man, I got to read this whole book. Look, read a little bit at a time. He says meditate on his word day and night. He didn't say, uh-uh, you got to memorize the whole thing. Well, I grew up in church where it's like, okay, you got to memorize this scripture this week. And memorizing scripture is good, but it's better when you just spend time reading it, thinking about it, reading it, thinking about it, reading it, thinking about it. it because watch this. It's like the 10th, 20th, and 30th time when you read one passage over and over again that he'll jump, things will jump out at you. It's like Jurassic Park and, and things jumped out at you. It's not like Jurassic Park. I'm I'm just, that's... Not in my notes. I need to stick to the script. But stuff will jump out of the word. it, it, It becomes not just words on a page. It becomes life. The more you spend time in his word. But watch this. Not only should we read it in order to meditate on it and focus on it and dwell on it and ingest it. But we should be, I think God wants us to experience his word. You see, when you just fill yourself with knowledge, you get puffed up. That's what scripture tells you. Knowledge puffs up. If you just come to church to get a word from God, but don't come to church to experience God, I think you are wasting your time. Because coming up here just to get some knowledge, oh, is this intellectual enough for me? Is this academic enough for me? Because I'm on a whole nother level. That's called pride. To fill your head is a good thing, but to practice it is a whole nother. You see, there's a whole lot of people out here who fill themselves with so much knowledge and they think that they're better than everybody else. But guess what? I talk to these folks. <laughs> I know people who have left Jesus because their head is full of so much knowledge of Scripture. But as soon as a pandemic hit, As soon as tragedy hit, as soon as something that they couldn't explain hit, as soon as somebody came to them with some other information, oh, I can't follow Jesus. I think he wants us to experience it. And watch this. One of the best ways to experience him is yes, you can come to worship experience, yes, you can sing the songs, all that kind of stuff. But watch this. The best way to experience the living word of God, watch this, is through discipleship. You wasn't expecting that. Experience God by connecting with someone who can walk with you on this journey called Christianity. Someone who can hold you accountable, somebody who can speak into your life, someone who can catch you when you fall and somebody who cares enough about you to tell you what's really going on in your life. We got a lot of young followers of Jesus. The best thing you could do if you are newer to following Jesus, if you've been following Jesus, I'd say five years or less. The best thing you could do is to connect with someone who is a little more seasoned than you. And just spend time with them. It doesn't have to be a Bible study. Oh, I got to sit down and teach me the word. Just connect with somebody and live life with them. That's the best way to experience God. Some of us who are more seasoned followers of Jesus. One of the best things you could do to experience God. Watch this is to take the initiative to connect with someone. Who is newer or behind you in following Jesus? Why? Because they keep you accountable. When I was 14 years old, my mother saw the need in my life for a Christian male influence. She saw me growing into a teenager and she's like, oh, he needs somebody in his life who's going to point him in the right direction. And so what did she do? She started talking to some of the men at the church. And she talked to this one man at the church, and and he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take him under my wing. And this man, I spent about three to four years with this man, just living life. We did everything from cleaning the church to grocery shopping. But watch this. It wasn't that he sat down and taught me oh the Bible says this no I just lived around the guy in experiencing life with him I got to see what a Jesus following man does when he engages with his family I got to see how a Jesus following man treats his wife I got to see what a, how a Jesus-following man treats his children and spends time with his family. I got to see how a Jesus-following man prays. I got to see how a Jesus-following man uh, learns Scripture for himself and always has a word ready in case somebody asks him a question. I got to see a Jesus-following man take his spare time and dedicate it to the church. Because the kingdom of God is more important than anything else that we could ever involve ourselves in. I saw Jesus following a Jesus fearing man live this life. Experience Jesus in this life. And I got a front row seat in all of that. But just because we spent time together. And those, let me tell you something. Those were the most formative years of my life. I wouldn't be doing any of this. I wouldn't be in the church, probably, if it wasn't for those years of just living and experiencing another person who's following Jesus. And watch this. It was beneficial to both of us because now he's got a 14-year-old walking around him, and he's got to say, okay, I got to represent well. Because I got this 14-year-old watching me. And that relationship is still strong to this day. I love him as if he's my own father. He's poured so much into me. Jesus wants us to meditate. Blessed is the one who meditates on his word day and night. Not just fill your head with it, but spend time with the word. Experience him and experience him through other people's lives. Finally, I believe he's saying that we need to savor the fruit. This is the benefit. If you do verse one, if you involve yourself in verse two, watch this. Verse three comes. Let me read verse three one more time. It says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prosperous. Whatever they do, prosperous. See, the scriptures is filled. I think it's about 200 actually, 200 references to the human life relating it to some type of vegetation or a tree. Our lives, according to scripture, is like that life of a tree. This tree that is blessed is, watch this, planted. A tree that is planted, that word planted means deeply rooted. A deeply rooted tree is a blessed tree. Because a deeply rooted tree, those roots are going down and absorbing all kinds of minerals and nutrients to make that tree strong. A planted tree is a strong tree. Because the deeper the roots, the more that tree stands still. And watch this. Planted trees, deeply rooted trees don't move. In order to move a deeply rooted tree, you got to kill it. If you you move a deeply rooted tree, it's not going to survive very long. He said this deeply rooted tree is planted by streams of water. You know, Jesus calls himself the living water. This tree is planted by the stream. It's staying close to its source. See, you and I need to understand what our source is, who our source is. You see, my source is not my bank account. My source is not my job. My source is not my car or house or lack thereof. My source is nothing that I can see. My source is eternal. It's Jesus. And when I realize that, and when I dedicate myself to be close to my source, never moving, watch this, deeply rooted, close to the source, always absorbing from the source, watch this, he says, whatever that person does, they prosper. But watch this, last thing, and I'm going to get out your way. He says this, that tree is not only planted, deeply rooted, that tree is not only close to its source by the streams of water. That tree, he says, is fruitful. That tree is productive. That tree produces something. Watch this. Have you ever seen a tree eat its own fruit? It bet not. I don't know. this cannibalism. I don't know if that's... I've never seen a tree open its mouth and eat nothing. But But yeah, that'd be weird. Anyway... A tree never eats its own fruit. Why? Because a tree's fruit is always for somebody else. A blessed person, a blessed tree has fruit that's going to bless somebody else. A blessed person produces fruit, watch this, that's going to reproduce more fruit. A blessed person has something for somebody else. I believe that what God is saying in this passage, I believe that what God is showing us in this thing is if you want to be blessed in 2023 better than you were blessed in 2022, what you got to do is look to be a blessing to somebody else. He says, if you give, I will give back to you, John chapter 6, verse 38. If you focus this year on being a blessing to somebody else, if you focus this year to reaching out and being fruitful, helping somebody else, giving them what they need in order to grow, watch this, Jesus is going to come in and supernaturally, miraculously bless your own life. You will be like a tree planted by streams of water. Who produces fruit in season and your leaf shall not wither. It's going to stay green. You're going to stay green no matter what you go through, no matter what storm comes up against this tree. That tree is going to keep standing because they're strong and deeply rooted, but they will not wither. And everything you do in 2023 will prosper. How do you have a blessed new year? Bless somebody else and watch Jesus do the rest. Listen, I I have a next step that I'd love for you to take with me as you start your 2023. Would you grab your Connect card? Grab your Connect card. It's that piece of paper that Pastor Leo asked you to start filling out earlier. At the bottom of that Connect card, it's a line that says, my next step. My next step. I want to ask you this. I want you to think about this. How can you be a blessing to someone else this year? What can you do that you can currently do? You don't have to reach far outside of yourself. What can you do to be a blessing to someone else's life this year, 2023? I'm going to ask you this. Will you join me in a seven-day prayer? Seven days. First seven days of this new year. Today's the first through the seventh. Just every day, would you pray to God and just ask him to show you how you can be a blessing and to whom you can be a blessing to? How can I be a blessing And to whom can I be a blessing? If you're willing to pray that prayer, God, can you answer those two questions for me? Let him show you. Pray that prayer every day for the next seven days. If you're willing to do that, would you just write the word yes in that line right there at the bottom? My next step, just write a yes. I want to pray for you as you pray that prayer every day this week. And that's your commitment that you're going to do that. I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward, and what they're going to do is hand you a basket. You could take this Connect card and place it in that basket and pass it down the row. Also, if you have a physical gift, uh, a check, cash, whatever, uh, and you want to give and bless this church today, invest in this church today, would you put that in there as well and pass it down the row? And I pray God will bless you tremendously in 2023. God bless you.